Happy Sabbath. It's interesting that before I preach my first sermon, I have to deal with the flu. I don't know what happened in the last uh, five days I've been struggling. Today I have a voice. A couple of days ago I didn't have anything. And I want to praise the Lord for the aunties of the church. They carried me through. If I'm standing today here able to speak to you, it's because of them. I don't want to mention names because I don't want to get into trouble. This is just my first sermon. So I have to be very careful. Uh, the last six months have been a roller coaster for me. Um, I remember back in January, on my birthday, uh, my friend, Pastor Chuen Rong, called me and said, there's a job opportunity here in Singapore to become a church pastor. And I said, okay. And he said, you should apply. And I said, I was skeptical like Thomas. He said, no, I'm sure there are other people applying. What's the point? He said, no, just apply anyway. And six months later, Pastor Johnny Khan was calling me. You need to come to Singapore. You need to come. We need you to preach here. You need to be here. And I said, okay, my president, I'll be there. I said my president before he actually became my president. And that's how we met in July. So this is my second sermon preaching here at SDAC, but my first sermon as your pastor and servant. And I want to praise God for this opportunity. Everything happened so fast that when I got to the airport on August 25th, it was raining uh, cats and dogs on that day. And I just thought, what am I doing here? Have you had that feeling? What am I doing here? And we were waiting for the luggage to come out because of the rain. There was some delay. And, and it just hit me. And one of the uncles at the airport uh, came next to me. I think he, he thought I was in a vision or something. Are you okay, young man? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just reflecting on what I'm doing here. Then he asked me, tell me, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, well, some people say I came to work. To work as what? As a church pastor. Which church? And I said, well, there's a church on Thompson Road, 798. I know that church. You will be okay, la. <laughs> so, okay, the Lord is giving me some encouragement. And I remember that night I talked to my parents and I, I asked the same question. Guys, what do you think I'm doing here? And I will never forget what my mom said. She said, you went to Singapore because the Lord wants you to grow. Wise words. And I want you to know that I'm here because the Lord wants me to grow. And I also believe the Lord wants us as a church to grow. Amen? And that's what we're going to do by God's grace. Before we open... The scripture this morning, why don't we pray together one more time, asking the Holy Spirit to be with us. Heavenly Father, we praise your name for the opportunity that we have to come together to worship you and to listen to your word. Speak to us this morning, Lord. And as you speak to us, we are inviting the Holy Spirit to be present so our minds and our hearts can be touched by the powerful message you are delivering to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want us to go together to John chapter 12. This is the first stop in our series, John chapter 12. Many things are happening in John chapter 12. 
And there are actually famous stories or passages in John chapter 12. And you start uh, reading with me in the beginning of the chapter. And you see that there's a woman coming to Jesus. Anointing Jesus for his burial. That's what Jesus actually says. And you have this theme of Jesus' death in the chapter. Jesus is preparing himself and preparing his disciples for his death. You also have, as you get to verse 12, the famous entrance of Jesus in Jerusalem. People shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. What else? Blessed is the son of David. And after that, the Bible tells us in verse 20 that some Greeks, some foreigners were looking for Jesus and they came to Philip. I'm reading verse 21. And they had a request. They said, we want to meet Jesus. So you have several themes going on here in the chapter. You have Jesus' death. You have people anointing Jesus, preparing him for his death, his burial. You have Jesus' fame, also as an important uh, theme. And if we continue reading, we end the chapter with a debate between those who believe in Jesus and those who don't. And I want us to focus this morning on the core, on the center of the passage, the whole chapter. And I'm reading for you John chapter 12, verses 23 through 26. And I'm reading from the New International Version. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And this is what I call a paradox. A paradox is a statement that puts together two opposing ideas. And at first, it's hard for us to understand what's going on. Let me give you an example. Love can be bitter and sweet. Is that true? Is that true? That's a paradox. How can something be bitter and sweet? The first time you try, you're like confused. How can this be bitter and sweet? If we're talking about food, if we talk about love, if we talk about life, life can be great, but it can be miserable at times. So life is a paradox. And when we get to verse 23, we read that Jesus is saying that he's going to be glorified. But if you are glorified or you receive honor, things should go well for you. But Jesus is actually talking about his death. And when we read verse 32, we get that idea, and I'm reading for you verse 32. And I, says Jesus, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He's talking about his death on the cross. And now we get to verse 24. And remember, the context of the chapter is Jesus' death. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. In other words, Jesus is saying, if we want to expand the kingdom of God, we need to die. I need to die if I am to fulfill my mission as the savior of mankind. That's a paradox. I know some of you are asking, why should Jesus die? Why did he have to die? What's the reason behind that? Well, that's another sermon and a totally different series. 
But let me just put it this way. The rationale behind the paradox of Jesus having to die in order to expand the kingdom of God is this. The price of our salvation was so high that the only way for us to be saved was through the death of Jesus. And that's why he had to die. And we struggle with that idea. But Jesus keeps saying, he's talking about himself in verse 24, but he moves forward to talk about anyone who wants to be like him, who wants to follow him. Verse 25, anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Another paradox. If you hold on to your life, you will lose it. But if you let it go, you will earn eternal life. Interesting thought. We will get to the bottom of this. Verse 26. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. This is another paradox. Through service, we receive honor from God. That doesn't make sense. In today's world, only those who are honored receive service. You get that? But you serve and you receive honor because you're serving? That doesn't make any sense. Let me walk you through the threefold growth paradox we find in John chapter 12, verses 23 through 26. Number one, in order to multiply the kingdom of God, we need to die. And Jesus uses the seed parable. Only when the seed dies, is able to become something else and bear fruit. When I left Thailand two and a half weeks ago, my fiance told me at the airport, there's something I want to ask you. She was very serious. So I, I know when she's serious. I know when she's not serious. So this was a serious occasion. Hey, yeah, I'm listening. You know, sometimes... You say, yeah, I'm listening, but you're not really listening. You're just pretending to listen. <clears throat> she, I, I, she said, okay, I want you to lose weight before we get married. <laughs> and I knew she was serious. <laughs> and you know what to say. What would you say? Huh? Because I'm coming to Singapore. I'm starting to meet people. And the food here is so nice. <laughs> so I, I, I find it, <laughs> it was a paradox for me <laughs> to try to lose weight in a new environment where I'm meeting so many people. So I had to die <laughs> to the fantasy I had. Oh, now when I get to Singapore, and I'm going to enjoy this and this and that. And a few days ago, uh, thanks to James, I contacted a trainer. And the trainer told me the same thing that my girlfriend told me. You need to lose weight. And how much weight do I need to lose? A 12 kg. I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Be with me because I don't know if you're going to. And as I was reading this passage, I connected that personal experience with what Jesus is saying. 
If we want to become something else, something better, we need to die to our present state or understanding of things. If we want to grow as a church, maybe there are certain things we need to die to in order to expand God's kingdom. Amen? This is not a popular message, so people don't say amen as often. If I want to grow in my personal journey with the Lord, maybe I need to die to certain things that I like very much. But Jesus is telling me, unless the seed dies, it cannot bear fruit. Verse 25. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. The second aspect of this growth Paradox. I was a teenager and my father took me to visit a church member. And this church member had rebuilt her home, her house. And it, it cost her a lot of money. And she was inviting my father and some of the elders because she wanted my father and the elders to bless or dedicate her house to the Lord. I hope that's not strange to you. Some people, when they, you know, rent a new apartment or they buy a place, they just pray for the place to be a blessing. And that's what the lady wanted. And this house was like a mansion. She invested a lot of money in this. And I, I had the privilege to be there. And then my father prayed. And it was just a normal prayer. Lord, I pray that you bless this house. I pray that um, uh, this sister may be able to bless others. Uh, through the facilities that you are giving her. And one of the elders, this, this elder was very zealous. He said, Lord, I want you to bless this house, but I want this sister to understand that you're coming very soon. <laughs> you know, when prayers get too spiritual, huh, people. And I want this sister to understand that when you come, everything will be destroyed by fire. And I want this sister to understand that this house is not important, but your kingdom is important. And the sister who was kneeling down stood up. Elder, shut up. I just rebuilt my house. How can you ask me to focus on the kingdom to come when I'm doing myself right now? I know it sounds funny, but that's what the Bible is telling us. If we love this life to the point that we don't care about the life that is coming, we are in big trouble. And this is not a popular message because we are very comfortable here in Singapore. I already feel comfortable, eh? And I've been here only for a couple of weeks. You get out, the phone tells you in two minutes the bus is coming. I mean, that's not new to you, it's new to me. Then you get to the train station, in one minute the train is arriving. Everything is so easy. You go to the hawker center, you eat whatever you want. Your church members treat you well. I'm starting to feel comfortable. I'm starting to feel Jesus done come. I want to be a pastor for many years. <laughs> we all struggle with this. Yes or no? Definitely yes. But the growth paradox is if we want to grow in our spiritual walk with the Lord, he's telling us don't get too attached to this life. Because this life is going to pass. Verse 26. Whoever serves me must follow me. 
where I and my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. How is it possible that through service we receive honor? That's a paradox. Normally, people who serve receive no honor. They have no honor. But if you have a position, if you made it in life, if you're successful, then people serve you. But Jesus is saying, the one who serves me will be honored by my father. And I want to share something with you about honor and service. The standards that we have in Christianity are very, very different from the standards that people have out there. In other words, God is saying, don't think that because you are this and this, you will receive honor. But only when you put yourself down in order to help someone, then I will honor you. It's a paradox. So if I could explain this growth paradox that we're talking about this morning, according to John chapter 12, verses 23 through 26, I would say, first of all, if we want to multiply God's kingdom, we need to die. Sounds harsh. It's the truth. Second, if we want to embrace eternal life, we have to, it's, it's, it's a strong word, hate. That's what the version says, hate. And I consulted several versions. And most of them say hate. And one or two say despise. Huh? Despise sounds more romantic. But hate sounds very strong. Number three, we must learn to serve. Because if we don't serve, God the Father cannot honor us. Strange message. My first sermon. Maybe after this I cannot be your pastor anymore. <laughs> but I cannot hide the word of God from you. I cannot do that. If we want to grow, we need to listen to the growth paradox. It's not the way we think. It's the way the Bible is telling us to think. I want to go back to what I said in the beginning of the sermon. I said that the Lord brought me here because he wants me to grow. And let me say this from the bottom of my heart. A pastor is nothing without his church. Do you know that? A pastor is nothing without the support of the elders. A pastor is nothing without the support of the church board. A pastor is nothing without the support of each member, individually and as a group. And this morning, getting close to afternoon, I'm telling you with all my heart, I need your support. I have a lot of things to learn. And I have the drive to learn and to grow, but I need your help. And hopefully as I learn and I grow, we grow together as a church. Do you think that's possible? Let me share something with you. Rabbis only accept candidates to become 
one of them at the age of 30. Joseph became governor of Egypt at the age of 30. Ezekiel started his prophetic ministry at the age of 30. Do you want me to keep going? Your pastor is 30. What am I trying to say? I'm saying I need you. I have just started, but I have the willingness and the passion to die. To anything that the Lord is asking me to die to. So I can, by God's grace, multiply his kingdom. I have the desire to hate his life here on earth so I can embrace eternal life. It's difficult, but I need God in order to do that. And I have the desire to serve you so God the Father can honor me and also all of you. And maybe you can tell me this morning, Pastor, that's too difficult. That standard is too difficult. But I have to say this, when we put ourselves in God's hands, we are safe. The process might be complicated. We might struggle at first. We may say, oh no, I, I cannot make it. This too deep. Like me, my first session at the gym. I almost pass out. I had to tell the trainer, <clears throat> give me five minutes. <laughs> I had to lie on the ground and put my feet up. Just give me a chance because I don't think I'm going I'm to come back if you keep treating me like this. It's tough to grow, to die, to lose weight, to embrace any challenge in life. is tough, especially in the spiritual sphere. But the Lord, as my trainer, is right next to us. Amen? We are safe in his hands. We can trust him. We can trust this growth paradox that he's talking about to us this morning. I asked Angie and Helena to sing for us. And the song they are going to sing is all about trusting God in this growth process. Knowing that we are safe as he is undoing us. Very strange. The Lord is breaking us, molding us, transforming us. But we can trust that we are safe. And as they sing, I want you to have a personal moment with the Lord. I want you to think about this growth paradox that John chapter 12 verses 23 through 26 talks about. And I want you to have a moment, an intimate moment with the Lord telling God, Lord, help me. I want to grow. I want my church to grow. Teach me to die to those things that I need to die to. Help me to despise or hate this life so I can embrace eternal life and show me how I can serve others so I can be honored by the Father.
grace, your mercy amazes me under your wings. Your shadow covers me, your promise of love, when my heart is safely undone. Heavenly Father, we come to you knowing that the growth paradox is something difficult to accept at first. You're calling us to die. You're calling us to hate this life. You're calling us to serve. That doesn't make any sense according to this world's standards. 
But we want to trust in you. We want to know by experience that we are safe in your hands. You will take care of us throughout the process of growing. I want to put myself, Lord, in your hands. I need you. I need you so much. I have so many things to learn. And I pray that every church member, every visitor, every brother and sister I encounter in my journey here at SDAC in Singapore may be a learning experience for me. And I pray that as a church, we may have this desire to grow. I have been visiting so many people in the last two weeks, Lord. And the theme that I hear the most is, Pastor, we want to grow. Pastor, we want to grow. And that's why I'm presenting this message, Lord, because... I know you are calling us to grow. And as we meditate on the growth paradox, I pray we may be able to look up to you and feel safe in your hands as we experience this growth process. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.